Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. Brian Denishuk is the CEO of Credit Aid. Haven't talked to you in a while. Brian, thanks for doing this. No problem, Hal. Great to uh, chat with you today. Yeah, it's uh, been a little crazy, uh, but you're an important person to have on, and I've been wanting to do it, so I'm glad today is the day. Um, first of all, you know, when we've had you on the show in the past, we've talked about the importance of saving for a rainy day. Who knew that it would be COVID-19 and a pandemic? But this is a great example, I think. Not rubbing anybody's face in it here, but this is a great example of why it's important not to to try not to anyhow live paycheck to paycheck and to try and have some money put away for uh, you know a case like this. Absolutely, you know, and if you've got and had started that emergency savings account, that car repair account, all those extra buckets that we've talked about in the past that you could fill, you you know, to have extra dollars today is so important and many people are uh going yeah guys you're right but that's not the way it is and and i get that i understand that um some people have lost their jobs some people hopefully will be going back to work some people are working from home like me and i think you're at home uh, today as well uh, uh brian how do we get through what we're in now we're into this how do we get through this what's your best advice over accrediting well the best thing you could do today is you know take out a piece of paper take out a pencil or pen and start writing things down start jotting down what money is coming in today currently then you got to look at the basics i need a roof over my head i need to put food on the table what then do we have left and what do we want or need for the next few weeks to get by? So it's really about cutting all nece- all unnecessary expenses, as many as we can. You know, there's subscriptions that we can cancel. You know, do we need three streaming services? Can I cut back to one? Can I, you know, you need to be very careful not to just start doing a bunch of shopping online. So it's really about focusing, writing things down, and summarizing where you want to be in two to three weeks with the cash you have. And I think, um, you know, it's easy when we're going through something like this, when we're challenged in life, especially when it comes to money and things like that, it's real easy to just try to ignore it and put it away and, and not worry about it. But it is important to pull that piece of paper out and say, this is real and I have to be smart about dealing with it. Absolutely. And I'm getting, when we're talking to a lot of people, the comments I'm receiving are, wow, I can't believe how little I can actually live on when I really look at what I'm doing with my money. Are you hearing from a lot more people at Credit Aid? Brian, tell us how your business has been affected by this. I I imagine people are turning for help more now. I think people right now, we're, we're talking to a lot of our clients who are phoning us for guidance and that has kept us busy. And I'm so proud of our clients. Like, I mean, we pay their bills at the end of the month. And we just did that yesterday. And I, uh, we, we paid over 95% of the, our clients' bills yesterday because they've learned to live on a budget and they've learned how to deal with money. So I'm so proud of all of the credit aid clients out there. Any new people calling uh, are looking for guidance. 
Most people are, I think, out there are just numb. We're waiting to see what happens. We're applying for the programs. We're delaying and deferring our mortgage, our car payments. We're, we're trying to get the interest rates reduced on our credit cards. And we're really not ready to take action because we want to see where we're going with our jobs in the next two to three weeks or two months. Talk about the idea of deferring. I mean, it's a necessity in many cases, but that money has to be paid at some point. And I'm not just talking individuals weigh in on the individual part of it, but I'm also talking government here, right? Like government is spending a lot of money to help people now. It's needed. I understand that. But how long will it take for us to try and pay that down? How many generations are going to be dealing with the money that's being spent now on this pandemic? It, it really, really scares me. So, you know, I go into a different mode where I start thinking, okay, the government has to recoup, so what will that look like? Where and how are they going to increase taxation? We've been very fortunate in this country that in, there's no inheritance tax. Will that be something they consider to try to recover from all of the spending that they've had to do to protect all of us and to help us get by in in today's world? Yeah. Brian, thanks for your time. I promise it won't be so long before I have you back. Uh, always great advice, and I think it's really an important time to hear your message. And again, just take that piece of paper out. Deal with the reality. Look at what you're spending. What can you pass on right now? Defer. Uh, am I missing anything? No, and just be careful with those deferrals. They can cost you you know, a, a lot of money in the long run. So just you know, take it step by step. Don't jump into programs that you don't need. Um, figure out what you need to do to survive today, and tomorrow will hopefully start to take care of itself. And then credit aid is there when you need the help. Brian, thanks a lot for this. Appreciate it. Take care, Hal. Bye-bye. Our next guest here, Dave Patrician, the sports doctor. Follow him on Twitter, at the sports doctor. Uh, Dave and I go way, way, how many years ago? Well, I guess it would be when I first came to town in the late 80s, early 90s, eh, Dave? Well, uh, we really started becoming uh, pals uh, at the Elephant and Castle back in 1994. Uh, there you go. Great connection, yeah. great tie-in, because we're going to talk restaurants a bit. You've been in the uh, the food business for a long time. Um, before that, I, before we get into the restaurant stuff, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, sports and, and something else. Dave and I have been, as Dave just pointed out, been friends for a long time. And we're, uh, we don't see each other a lot. But we, or talk to each other a lot, but we have definitely, though, Dave, and I think, well, no, you've called me to, we're chatting more during this COVID-19 pandemic than normal. Do you, now, you have become one of the people that I've been talking to more because of all of this, for whatever reason. Do you have anybody like that in, in your life, aside from me, that you've been talking to more than normal because of COVID-19? Yeah, absolutely. I connected with a uh, with a. I've, I've never not been in touch with uh, with my buddy Gordo, but we've um, because uh, uh, he's been working from home. I've been working from home. We probably yeah. in the past had lunch every three months, but we're up to about maybe um, three times a week phone call. Just uh, you know, yeah. I know I, I know his family, his sister quite well, and yeah. Uh, yeah, and 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 this is one of the great things because I know like you know with your busy life in terms of. Um, 
you know, when you when you, when things were normal, you would go in and you'd have your your, your news meeting, and then you yeah. do your show one to four, and then you had about an hour of uh, you know cutting up things and preparing for the next day, and then you probably didn't want to talk to anybody, so we texted a lot <laughs> yeah. before. But now uh, I I I feel like I'm your coffee date because when you're getting out of the house after four o'clock and going to grab a coffee, I'm the guy. Yeah. Yeah, or taking a drive, and it's easy, you know, to grab the phone when you're in the vehicle, hands-free, and, and talk to Dave. Yeah. yeah, I've enjoyed our chats of late. Hey, a couple of sports things. Uh, are you missing sports, first of all? I had a text from somebody yesterday. Let me think now. Was it Jacob? I think Jacob. I meant to print that off. Jacob said, you know what, Hal? I was a big sports guy, watched it a lot uh, before all of this, and while I miss it a bit, I'm not missing it as much as I thought, and I don't think it will be as big a part of my life going forward. I tend to agree with that. However, um, you know, Jacob and, and I have probably fallen the same boat. We're not missing it because it's not on. I mean, I think if it'd be different if uh, you moved away to, let's say, you know, uh, the Northwest Territories and you didn't have a team to root for anymore or you didn't somehow the, the uh, CFL or the NHL uh, didn't have their cable uh, contracts anymore. And it wasn't mm-hmm. on television. So I don't think we're missing because it's not on. Like the CFL draft was on yesterday, and, and I couldn't care less about that, really, because uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get the information um, uh, on CGOB from uh, Bob Irving and Kelly Moore and Christian O'Mell. But but I, I just I think because I'm, I'm watching um, my professional wrestling, which is still going strong. But But here's a question, though. What are the bookies doing? Could you imagine all the sports betting, how huge that was? What are they doing right now? They are taking bets on, I guarantee you, just about anything. For example, uh, and this was not planned, but uh, this is actually in my hand to talk about next. The Kentucky Derby. They're doing a virtual Kentucky Derby tomorrow. Uh, It was supposed to happen tomorrow. It's been postponed to September 5th. And they're going to run it virtually tomorrow, and the race will feature all the Triple Crown winners, including Secretariat, who won the Triple Crown in 1973. And I'll bet you, Dave, that's going to be on NBC, by the way, I'll (laughs) bet you, Dave, you can lay a bet on that if you want. Yeah, I was was just, before we went on the air, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, I knew that we were going to tee up talking about what we miss about sports and and uh, I, I'm, I'm not a better but i mean I've, I've gone and i've done a couple of pro line bets and a couple of sports select and things like that but there's a lot of hard cores out there and, yeah. I, and it's and it's huge huge business and but you know in terms of uh, uh, in the we i think everybody accepts the situation and i, I think when the province um, when they announced a couple of days ago with the opening up i think that you know it was not really mentioned but it was said hey we're not even thinking about sports till september yeah. I think that, that you know, and you said this reference on your show uh, yesterday that I think that people there's going to be an uneasiness to uh, gathering in large quantities of people in a while. So I think that we're going to uh, we're going to we're going to hope or we're going to wish and uh, we're going to see. But you know, we're, I think everybody is in the camp that let's stay safe. Like nobody's mm-hmm. nobody's crying yeah. saying why well, why can't we have this right now? And I think every all that the first couple of weeks of the jet season, which was put on pause, was was disappointing. But now. We've just gone on with life. But i got to tell you, if they said, hey, there's a game tomorrow, they're playing a live game, everybody's going to be glued to the television set because we just need content right now. Well, right. And and yesterday I mentioned this, and I think it's a great idea. In fact, I put it in my Sun column uh, that's uh, out tomorrow as well. 
Uh, in Germany, they've got a pro soccer team there. Fans, uh, the games are happening again or happening soon. Later this month, I guess it is. And they can't be in the stand. So instead, for 20 bucks, you can upload a photo of yourself and they will give you a, a cardboard cutout, a likeness of you that you can put in your seat in the stands so that you can be at the game even though you can't be at the game and some of the money goes to charity 20 bucks i think the jets and bombers should do that for when games get going here if we can't have fans in the seats yeah like i mean i'm a bomber fan for life and what that means is i've yeah. committed to the winnipeg blue bombers for a long time um uh, and, uh, and but you know i i'm not asking for my money i have gold eyes money invested in the season tickets for this season which is supposed to get underway this month but i'm not clamoring for my refund just hang on to my dough and uh, we'll, we'll get at it. But, you know, yeah, you know, I, I, that's how I'm going to show my support. But if there's a way, like, you know, a couple of weeks ago when you were talking to Silo Mission and you're talking a difference on, on the, um, the charity things that you're doing, I'm, do- I'm donating more to charity. Like, I'm yeah. thinking to myself, there was something when you had Jim Bell on, it touched my heart. I go, yeah, they can turn $68 into something huge. Done. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've purchased a, a T-shirt through the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, bluebombers.com, to help Winnipeg harvest. Um, little things like that have been keeping my mind going. So I'm tied into sports a little bit with uh, with the Bombers, and I got the book, and I'm waiting for my T-shirt. But, you know, I, I'm okay. I'm, I'm sitting tight. But, yeah, as soon as it gets back in, <laughs> the wardrobe's going to change. It's going to be Bomber jerseys on all the time, and we're going. Yeah, when I made that donation to Silo Mission, when I had uh, Jim Bell on, you right away did the same thing, and I appreciate that, made that uh, $68 uh, donation. And, hey, you and I are lucky. I've said this many times. You and I are lucky to still be working and collecting a paycheck because many people out there want to be working and, and aren't right now. And so, yeah, I think that's the least we can do is, is try and help out a little bit. Hey, um, so restaurants. Let me. We started the conversation by saying you've been in the restaurant biz for a long time. Right now you're the regional training manager for Mary Brown's Chicken. Uh, the Mary Brown's locations have been continuing uh, to do business through this. We don't have to talk about Mary Brown specifically, but what do you think about patio business and walk-up business at restaurants starting on Monday in Manitoba? Well, uh, the first of all, the... Um quick service restaurant industry which you know mary browns and others like um, other competitors are in uh, i think we've done a very good job of adapting uh to um the customers because you know not having to have any dining room seating uh the 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 physical and social distancing uh, plexiglass hand sanitizer um like all these things no more than you know a few people depending on your square footage in your restaurant i think we've already already been there I believe that the, the, the patio business and some additional startups, um, like some, maybe some people that weren't open before, because it really wasn't very profitable. And, and, I'll, and I'll reference a few places on Corden that got very, very excited about the patios, the patios opening up. So now they're going to be able to, to provide uh, some table service on the patio, and it's going to be allow them to bring in some staff that they can do a better job and, and make it a little bit more profitable for them to serve their guests via takeout and stuff. Before, when I know some guys that um, that are just running off their feet, they've, they've, they've kept their full-service restaurant open for skip-the-dishes deliveries, Uber Eats, and uh, pickup, and, uh, and they can just take out, but they're, they're, they, can, they can only afford to have one or two or three people on the, on the most working at the time. So now it's going to put a few people more back to work, and I think that... Everybody in the restaurant business and uh, appreciates sanitation standards, appreciates cleanliness standards. They're they're very tied in with their 
uh, public health inspector. I think that this is a good thing. Uh, I don't see, I, I, I just don't imagine, um, you know, you're going to drive down uh, Cordon on Monday at noon and going to see, you know, thousands of people flocking. Uh, first of all, May the 4th is not exactly ideal patio weather, but it's yeah. going to be nice on a, uh, on a nice day to get yeah. out if you want to have a break. Like I was speaking uh, to my mom. And uh, mom says she really missed restaurants. And I said, well, mom, restaurants are still open. And she said, no, it's the experience. It's actually mm. having someone bring food to her and take away right. the dirty plate because they could bring, they can, um, you know, get a 13 piece feast from my <laughs> Mom has to put out the, t- the table, the, 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 the plates, the, the, the silverware, you know, the ketchup yeah. from the fridge. And then mom has to clean it up. So mom right. loved that. And I think a lot of people want that restaurant experience back. So, you know, if you're able to get out to a patio in the, in the, in the month of May, it's going to be a nice thing. Dave, thanks a lot for this. Have a great weekend. Thanks. Dr. Cyrus Dirksen is here. DrCyrus.com, D-R-S-Y-R-A-S.com. Cyrus, I've missed you the past couple of Fridays. I've been taking some four-day weekends, burning off some days, so i got to use them before I, I lose them. I've missed you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Kathy's great, but it's good to have yep. you back. Yeah, good to chat with you again. A bunch of stuff that we're going to talk about here. Um, when I talk to Carolyn on Thursdays and I talk to you on Fridays, I, I kind of like to begin by saying, how's your week been? What's going on with you uh, around everything that's happening? Anything worth mentioning in, in your life or your practice? Well, I am excited about getting a haircut. That's uh... <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of people are. <laughs> we uh Thursday night, I was uh, I left a message <laughs> to get in and get my hair cut. So I, uh, I'm even going with somebody who doesn't normally cut my hair. I'm usually pretty particular, but uh, this time, I just want to get it done. It's in my eyes, and I need it gone. So we're going yeah. forward. <laughs> Isn't it funny how the little things in life that we definitely take for granted, I think we have a new appreciation for things like that after yeah. you know several weeks of this, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh I was able to cut my wife's hair and my kids' hair and Oh and wow. Good. But boy, you know, it's like it's one of those things where, you know, if I mean for me, I don't know how everybody else is with their hair, but if it starts to get in my eyes, I mean even when I was younger, a teenager, it would start to just yeah. I get headaches and it would be it would get hotter and I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. It, it just affects you and it's surprising the little things that do. Sure. You know, this could be uh, something you might want to consider at the practice. You know, if you're cutting your wife's <laughs> hair and your kid's hair, maybe people come in for a session and they get their hair cut. I'm, I'm just throwing it out there as a possible hybrid idea, Doc. I don't know. <laughs> Burgers in a car wash, hey? We'll just uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever you need. Sure. <laughs> DrCyrus.com, absolutely. Um, Our first uh, order of business here, uh, some interesting headlines, some articles that I've come across, Cam's uh, seen and and you have uh, taken and and done some research on that we thought would be interesting to discuss. Here's the uh, headline. What do kids, bankers, and world leaders have in common? Oh, boy. Kids, it sounds like sort of a joke. Uh, Kids, bankers, and world leaders. I don't know. Doc, tell me. Well, it seems to be overconfidence. <laughs> if you look at these groups, people, I don't know what they're thinking exactly with bankers. I mean, I, I think what they're probably referring to here is like people who are like playing the stock market or things like that, people who are doing taking risks and just won't stop taking risks even when they 
don't have great results. Uh, sounds like a person on Wall Street to me. Um, and uh, so, yeah, people who are, you know, in charge of companies and world leaders, people who are, uh, you know, out, out there doing banking and investing and people who are, uh, you know, four and a half, five and six <laughs> are all people who <laughs> seem to have difficulty learning from their experiences, surprising yeah. enough. And uh, even after repeated failures, will continue to believe that they can do better uh, than they have. Even after like 50 trials of having difficulty, they're like, nope, next time, next time mm. it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> President Trump. <coughs> Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Just first thing that came to my mind. By the way, um, before we carry on the conversation, Corey, I always like to point out the listeners when they have a great idea. Corey just texted 204-780-6868, and he has an idea, actually a name for your new uh, haircutting. Oh, no. uh, yes. Corey says, Dr. Uh, Dr. Cyrus, if Dr. Cyrus says yes, love the idea, and does the haircutting and the therapies, you could call it therapy. <laughs> all right that's oh, terrible therapy cory thank you it's friday i'm telling you i'm in a mood i knew it. later on we've got singing and farting gorillas so it's friday what? i'm in a weird mood yes i'm in a weird mood today doc i apologize um but you you've back to the world leaders kids and, and back to the joke um you have though said before that world leaders some of the you know these big people that uh, make you incredible decisions around our lives and and run countries um they have some personality uh, almost mm-hmm. disorders or traits that you wouldn't necessarily think you would want in a leader but you do yeah well you know that i, I think we were talking about narcissism and right. uh, how that's just a higher rate you know amongst inmates i don't know if they've tested inmates here when they were looking at ceos and bankers and six-year-olds but um they maybe should have but yeah people who are in these positions often are uh you know overconfident and narcissists do tend to get promoted faster so maybe that's why they're at the heads of these things uh mm-hmm. so and, you know in a way it pays off for them and you know the ability to kind of be optimistic in the face of horrible odds and challenges is something people like sometimes in a leader uh you know uh you don't necessarily want somebody getting up there and, and giving the big speech for the year and saying, I don't know, maybe we'll do it. <laughs> maybe we'll make make this a better year. Maybe not. I mean, last year was pretty bad. You know, so you kind of want somebody who's got that ability to kind of look past all of this stuff. And, and you know, even just thinking about today, you know, with coronavirus and everything, you can't help but talk about it. Uh, you know, you often will find it challenging um, how you put this for the leaders to be taking the concern seriously because you know, they, this is a trait of theirs. They they see themselves as being wildly successful, even when that's not necessarily the case, and uh, and being potentially a little bit over optimistic. And then these are the people who are, you know, often making health decisions or influencing the people who are making those health decisions. Uh, so it's just kind of interesting to see that uh, that uh, balance. And oftentimes, I mean, I, I'm not a historian per se, but like when you look at history and things like that, you know the hubris, the, the optimism of societies can often lead to really big problems and sometimes their downfall. So it's something to watch out for. Hmm. And, you know, maybe in bankers and world leaders, it's too late. We don't really care. They are what they are. <laughs> but kids, four, five, and six-year-old kids, how, how do you deal with that? How do you, will their bubble eventually be burst anyhow, or do you try and deal with it at those ages? The narcissist at home, yes. Uh, so, you know, when you're when you're dealing with kids, there's there's a lot of, and actually this kind of comes up. Uh, I think in one of our other topics we were going to talk about, um, 
know, talking about kids and, uh, you know, the, the, you know, the compliments that we, that we give kids and the way that we deal with failure and things like that often just has a paradoxical effect. So uh, ironically, you know, giving kids a lot of compliments, which you think would increase, you know, narcissism and things like this, well, it, it may, it, it often gives kids the, the motivation to look good, not necessarily to do good, which is a big difference. So if you're telling children, you know, like you can do it, you can do anything you want, you did great at this even when they didn't, or you get over-enthusiastic about small things, which maybe some parents do, um, it actually teaches them to look good. So when they're faced with a challenge, they don't want to do it because it might, they might look bad. Um, and so they, they usually will pick easy tasks where they can get an easy trophy, and they don't actually want to learn something. They just want to get the A. They just want to do well in, in a way that is impressive. So they take an easy class to get an A rather than the class that maybe leads to a better future. So we have to be careful with our kids. We have to be careful with, uh, you know, what you really want to do generally, just to give you a, an alternative, is talk about how they work hard. So, you know, you're working really hard at this, Billy. You know, you're, you, um, you're a hard worker rather than you're smart. So that's a really mm-hmm. big difference for kids. Yeah, and let's skip ahead to the other one, and then we'll take a break, and and we'll just touch on the one that you were uh, mentioning there, referring to there. The headline is, Parents, Mm -hmm. you don't always need to entertain your kids. Boredom is Mm -hmm. good for them. And I'll bet you there's some bored kids out there right now, so talk to that before break. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you want to talk about boredom, you could also talk about withdrawal. Like, they're very similar. Uh, if you think about somebody who's you know, got drugs, drugs are extremely entertaining, so to speak, neurologically. Like they, they give you high stimulation. They're a high stimulation activity. When you stop them, you go through withdrawal. Uh, when you do something like a video game or something, that's a high stimulation activity. And when you're not able to do that anymore, you go through withdrawal. So when kids are saying, I'm bored, uh, I mean, you know, maybe don't want to go too far with this, but you're kind of looking at somebody who's maybe, you know, coming off of their substance. And, um, and so if you just replace that with something, if you're afraid of boredom and you just give your kids constant high end, you know, uh, pre-made, easy, uh, you know, refined sugar type stimulation, um, they are going to just continue to be addicted to it and they're not going to be creative. They're not going to be able to uh, find wholesome activities for themselves uh, and they're just going to need somebody to prepare the cake for them, so to speak, rather than uh, going and eating some whole wheat bread. So uh, what you want to do is you want to, boredom is the boredom is the hallway to creativity. Uh, boredom is the door to, um, to kind of a more, the ability to kind of be in low stimulation activities like a math assignment. So you want to allow children to enter into that and not take away they're uh, not not uh, get them away from that. You want to allow them to be in that to a degree at least, and uh, maybe give them some op- some time every day to be bored uh, is probably a good idea. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.